From the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Corey Banke, my partner here at Cheesehead TV. I'm coming to you from the Cheesehead TV podcast studio in Midtown Manhattan, Corey joins us across the street from Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we revel in the good old-fashioned ass-kicking of the Minnesota Vikings and look ahead to a huge matchup, huge, against the Chicago Bears. <laughs> but right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good. We got Matt LaFleur. Got his guys ready to play. We got the bad. We got Samari Tori, buddy. Just, just fair catch that thing, man. Just fair catch it. We got the ugly. We got the Minnesota Vikings. U G L Y. They ain't got no alibi. They ugly. What? What? They ugly. They look like the Packers. They, they look like the Packers against some teams earlier. <laughs> Some other teams earlier this year. A little bit. A little bit. Funny how that works. Uh, Banky, uh, good to see you briefly while you were here in New York. Glad to see you made it back to Green Bay safely and in one piece. It was very lonely on Watch Party without you on Sunday night. It looked night. lonely. Don't ever do that again. Don't ever do it that again. It looked very lonely. I, you know, you know <laughs> I, I only yelled one time in the truck. It was on the, the touchdown, and everybody was like, shut the fuck up. And so then I did. But uh, I got <laughs> to watch one the to read game. It was early. In, it was an That's incredible great. game. My clients were coming into the That's... broadcast truck, and I'm literally watching the game. And the 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 team in New York and Green Bay did an awesome job. Uh, and it was, uh, you know, we, we had a, I think we had like four to six million people watch the broadcast. So you know, amazing. Just a couple two Absolutely tree amazing. million. A couple two tree million. Absolutely, kind of like you know Packer transplants every week. That's that's how yeah, we roll. You know. Also, how we roll. We really we we got to start with the hotness. There's a lot to choose from. So let's get to it. Time for the hotness. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I, I As I said, there time. was a that was good. That was a good bass playing. There was Thanks. a lot to choose from. A lot to choose from. When you score thirty three points, you hold an opponent to ten. There's a lot to choose from. But I got to say, Jaden Reed throwing up his hand mid route to tell Jordan Love, "Yeah, I'm about to be open and score a touchdown." was pretty badass thanks to ben fennel for highlighting this the way he did let's take a look Jaden reed down the seam making Corey yell in new york city look at this down the seam and look boom hand up throw it up man throw it right here in the void touchdown ladies and gentlemen that is the hotness absolutely love to see it absolutely love to see it let's get to some packers news jordan love that touchdown, a couple others running into the end zone for a touchdown, named NFC Offensive Player of the Week. He is the nice. sixth quarterback for the Packers all time to win the award. Rodgers won it a ton, obviously. Favre won it a bunch. Lynn Dickey won it one time. Matt Flynn won it once. So one he joins time. illustrious company. Illustrious company. 
winning NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Oh, hey, man. Lord. That was the funniest shit I've hey, ever heard. Don't you don't you belittle in Dickie. You know I'll you're good when you and Matt Flynn have something in common. Ba-dum. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Bo Melton signed to the 53-man wow. roster. He did. Now, two call-ups from the practice squad delivers both times and gets rewarded. You absolutely love to see it because Bo Melton had a game on Sunday night. He was awesome to how see. Did the Packers, how do the Packers do this? How do they do this? Okay. If we Good had life. a bingo card, if we had a bingo card at training camp, we were like, you know what? <laughs> Bo Melton. <laughs> like, we're, even even our nerdy asses and family night, we're not talking about right. Bo Melton. You know what I'm saying? And we talk about every no, we, single we player that plays in training camp. We mentioned Bo Melton, but he didn't do much. Like, we talked about him as a member of the team who was practicing, etc. But, like, yes, we didn't Bo Melton him. looked like a second. He looked him. like wide receiver number two in that game. Bo he Melton from the top rope. Lord. How was, awesome I was is not, it that they can, nobody's winning they can go down to their nobody's practice squad thing. and get that dude. That's crazy. Come on. That's amazing. Crazy. And the fact that they're down in that game, they're down what? Watson. No Wicks, no Musgrave. You're throwing to Samari Tori at one point. I mean, and then comes Bo Melton and not only puts up 100, but gets in the end zone for the first time in his NFL career. It's just awesome, especially coming off the performance he da- had down in Carolina. You got something there. Talked about it on Daily yeah. the other day. Well, you that, got something, Bo that's Melton. That's the did. other thing is the, the flip side of Bo Melton being good is how bad some – and despite the drop and despite not calling a fair catch, but mm-hmm. – Bo yeah. Melton being that good shows you how bad Samari Tori is, and so like we need to get rid of him. Well, funny you should say that, Corey, because Samari Tori was placed on injured reserve yesterday. Uh, you can you can bet that he's not feeling too great. He hurt his knee apparently in the game, and then had the horrific fumble on the punt return attempt. So that will be the last we see of Samari Tori this year. Uh, going to practice today, looking at who's up, who's down. Really promising stuff with the wide receivers with Watson, Reed, and Wicks all practicing. Now, that's encouraging, especially since Reed, as we saw, left the game on Sunday night, worried about that chest injury. But he was back at practice today. Wicks missed this game, this last game. He was back at practice. And Christian Watson practiced for the first time in, what, weeks. I mean, he has been a did what? not participate for the last, like, two-plus weeks. And he was out there today. In a limited capacity, so who knows? Forty burger. I'm not forty ready. burger call it. Uh, well, we know, get Watson plays, and Reed. If, if we get Watson and Reed, it's a forty yeah. burger. It's Let's over. Let's go. Let's go, baby. I'm all in on that. I mean, hell, it should have been a forty burger on Sunday night. That's yeah. what's crazy. They scored thirty three. That should have been at least forty. But I digress. Um, on the flip side of things, Elton Jenkins and Preston Smith did not practice. Now Smith did go down with an injury. On Sunday night, but returned to the game, but he did not practice today. Elton has made it pretty much a habit of missing Wednesday practices and then practicing later in the week. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, I did want to take a look. The injury report literally just came out. Preston Smith is listed with an ankle as it did not participate. So hopefully just resting him, uh, making sure he's right as rain for this showdown with the Bears. Um Finally, final piece of Packers news. Mentioned it on the YouTube channel here yesterday. Uh, Packers legend Ken Bowman passed away at the age of 81 in late December. The news uh, 
was kind of broken slash confirmed by his wife yesterday. Um, like I said, I made a video about it. I highly encourage everyone to take a look because, man, this guy, for all the legends that have come through Green Bay and been part of some really special teams like Bowman was, he does not get mentioned a ton in no. Congress with a lot of the, the Hall of Famers that were, you know, a big core part of Lombardi's teams. But, man, my favorite story, Bowman in Super Bowl one, that whole year he had played like in four games because he separated his shoulder. He had a shoulder injury in a preseason game. Barely plays all year. And then Curry goes down basically in like the second quarter of the Super Bowl. Bowman comes in with a bad shoulder, not only finishes the game, but at one point his shoulder pops out. And in the huddle, he just smashes it back into place against a teammate and keeps playing. Like, that's a tough SOB right there. And that's a guy who absolutely carried the G. Um, and it's funny because, like, I've heard from – sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I've heard from. I, I just, I've heard from a couple different people since his passing that I didn't even realize knew him, uh, including some family members, because he was a public defender in Green Bay after his football career was over. So he was like yeah. really ingrained in the community. I didn't under, I didn't know that part of it, but um, everyone. Yeah, I knew talks I knew some of that. I also tough guy he was. Yeah, I I also think it's incredible that he lived to eighty one, considering he was such a tough player. Right. Like football players right. from that era do not really. That's not a so that's everything you, you know, played you through good, and as good genes <laughs> good, and some genetics you know, are going on right there. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So shout out to Ken. Uh, prayers to his family. Absolute Packers legend. Uh, if you can, read up about him. Cliff Crystal has a great piece up on Packers.com, uh, basically about his time, obviously, with the Packers, but just in his life in general. Um, a guy that, like I said, doesn't get as much shine as some of the other Lombardi Packers, but he absolutely should. Uh, let's talk about the offense, Corey. Let's talk about Jordan Love, who is in complete control of this offense. You know how when you know you see shots of like a fighter jet, in the cockpit and they got all the controls right and well every time i see something like that i'm always like i wouldn't have any idea like i can pretend like the millennium falcon like i do then they go to hyperspace and that's great that's all pretend it's like jordan love at the controls of a really impressive piece of machinery which is the packers offense and he knows where the ball needs to be no matter what is thrown at him the way the vikings tried to get after him and were just completely rebuffed every single time the way he knew exactly where his outlet was, whether it was Tucker craft in the flat, whether it's Malik Heath on a third down conversion, where there's a blitz right in Jordan loves face. I mean, it didn't matter. It did not matter what they tried. Love knew the answer to almost every single thing. The Vikings threw at him. I mean, that's night and day comparative to the last time they played the Vikings. And it's, probably the most kind of indication of his growth as a quarterback over the course of the last, you know, six, seven weeks. So impressive. Yeah. And I also think, you know, two things is that Aaron Jones, having Aaron Jones as a dump off is like the greatest gift. Big to this <laughs> I mean, big, big there time. were many plays where it was like, okay, I got nobody. Oh, Aaron Jones in the flat. Here's Aaron Jones in the flat. Right. Hi. Oh, and there he goes for a first uh, did, down. Well, and that's the other yep. thing too. Jones being able to keep them ahead of the sticks in the running game. I mean, he had yep. more explosive runs. Matt just talked about it. More explosive runs in that game than they've had all year. 
And the fact that even if it's not like gaining a first down, you're still staying ahead of the sticks more often than not. Like you're still in second and manageable, second and short, rather than, oh, it's second and nine or second and 10 because he didn't go anywhere with the, the running game. Like Aaron Jones makes a monster difference, no doubt about it. And that I helps do the think that there's something to, you know, comparing to last year, especially, and I know we don't want to do too much of this, but if you compare the offenses, I think there's a couple things that I think are really compelling about this offense. One, you know, there's no baggage. Like, this is the offense we have now. Right. And there's no, there's no, and this is not hate on Aaron Rodgers at all, but it's just like Aaron Rodgers had Mike McCarthy's offense. He had all these offenses in his brain. And so there was a lot of, you know, taking the offense that we want with the offense that somebody, the, the main leader had. There's none of that anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. So this, right. I, I really feel when you look at those comparison stats, it's kind of incredible because one, Jordan Love has to, he doesn't have to play as good as Aaron Rodgers to have stats that compare to Aaron Rodgers, which is really incredible when you think about it. That's a really good point. That's a good point. And the fact that, yeah, Aaron did want it certain things a certain way as far as how many times he talked about, can we have less motion? I want a static picture. I want to be able to see the defense prior to the snap of the ball and know where I want to go with the ball and how they're lining up and matching up and things of that nature. Whereas to your point, now they're just running the system. Like, and that's whatever it is, like good or bad, depending on how you feel about, I guess, Aaron Rodgers, but the the production's there. You cannot deny the production over the course of the last like X number of weeks. I mean, basically since the last Minnesota game, really. It's it's fun to watch. This is an offense that seems to be hitting its stride, hopefully at just the right time. Obviously, one more game to go and hopefully a postseason game. But, yeah, this this offense is really starting to become, not ready to say a juggernaut, but a real problem for defenses. No question. I mean, big, there is. Big part there, of it is Jordan Love. 100%. There is, like, there is a, you know, looking at the snap counts, which I know everybody looks at these. You know, mm-hmm. we do have, we still have a Ryan Runyon situation that I'd like to get resolved until I'm going to call us a juggernaut. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. It's clear that, and I don't know what it is. You probably know better than me. Is it that Runyon is a better run blocker and Ryan is a better pass no, Ryan's blocker? A better, or vice no, no, versa? no, no, exactly. Vice versa. Vice versa. Right? Yeah. Ryan's, and they asked Stenovich about it last week, and Stenovich didn't even hesitate when asked what Ryan needs to work on. He was like, pass protection. Like, which they you love know, him in that's a, that's the problem with that is that's a tell right and that that yeah. I'm surprised that the Minnesota yeah. Vikings didn't key on that more because it's literally 50 50 it's like oh no it's yep. 62 to 42 snaps so uh, no sorry sorry 42 to 39 snaps so it's more close to I say it's to pretty 50, close 50 which yeah. you know on the ratio that can't be good like the fact that we are still kind of trying to figure that out is not good for the offensive line. Now, clearly it didn't make a difference in that game, but you know, I'm worried about the weakness say, of like, the tell and we haven't, you know, I don't it, think well, it, the I don't, thing is, is if it was a do monster they really have drop a smart off. defensive coordinator. <laughs> well, uh, the Bears have been playing very well, very good on the defense. The Bears so. do, but the Vikings don't. No. Well, no, the Vikings' defense coming into that game was fourth in DVOA. I mean, they were pretty damn good. They've been humming. So the Packers taking them apart is a real statement in their house, no less. I mean, that's not inconsiderable, you know? The but Vikings to your point, are such trash. Like, just, just, just can we take a moment to talk about – like, they yeah, have the trashiest not? announcer. They have mm-hmm. the trashiest stadium. It's great, but it's trash. 
It's it's so you know you said this last week I think they're plastic. Yeah, they are the most plastic. plastic, They are the most plastic team in the NFL. They're not even a real NFL team. Correct. You couldn't come. You can't convince me that they're actually a real NFL team. I I I just not buying it. Not buying. I'm right there with you, man. The only reason they're in the North is because they're in Minnesota, but you wouldn't know it because they're in a dome. They're in a damn dome, exactly. It's like it's ridiculous. Like, do you have that's so like, plastic? As, like the the perfect kind of counter to the Vikings is the Bills, right? Because the Bills play in an environment that is just as foreboding, right? It's just as cold and awful and and miserable as Minnesota, like weather wise. But the Bills built are building a new monster, huge stadium, billions of dollars. But they're playing outside because that's who they are. That's their identity. The Vikings. Are like, oh no, we have to put a dome over the top of the football field. We're in the north, but we're in Minnesota. It's cold. You're such in plastic nonsense in Minnesota. The Vikings, as I said, when your trophy, when your trophy case is empty, this is it. You're just a bunch of crybabies. That's all you are. I love how I love how Lucas just says I'm full on vibes and your stats, and I just brought out snap counts. There is nothing more nerdy in this world than snap counts, bro. Why are you reading the uh, chat? That's what I want to know. I didn't. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Just joking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. Like Jaden Reed is special, Corey. Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Jaden Reed is, is special, Corey. I, I put this tweet. Special. Jordan love to Jaden Reed forever. Oh, my God. Like, forever. wow. Ever. This is going. This is like my. This is one of the most exciting duos that. And since, in my Dude. opinion, since since Rogers to Devontae, let's be real. This is this is going to be this is going to be some special sauce. I mean, imagine if we could ever get on the field together with Christian Watson for a stretch. Oh. Are you kidding me? Well, and like, Dobbs. Do you... So does that make is Reed the slot in that situation? Musgrave. Like, think about is it. Is Dobbs the slot in that situation? Like, as Reed no, comes Dobbs up, where does Reed fit in? Reed will be slot. But that's but no, what I'm saying. But they'll play him outside right too, now. You know, but like in three years, right? Where right? Reed's no, got to no. be your number one. Here's right? the best so... part. Here's the best part. You can mix and match, and it doesn't like. There's no way to tell if you're a defensive coordinator. That's what I was about to say. Like, if you're a D coordinator. Who are you keying on when they get healthy? Like, hell, even when they're not healthy, who do you key on? Like, there are so many different dudes that can hurt you in so many different ways. I don't know how you start to plan for this offense. I love it. I, I'm, dude. But I love, the, okay, Jaden Reed is one of only two rookies in team history to post 50-plus receptions, 500-plus receiving yards, and six-plus receiving touchdowns in a season. The other... Packer to ever do it in his rookie year was Billy Houghton in 1952. 1952, Corey. Well, will he pass Billy Houghton's stats by if he tomorrow? Does can he pass some of those stats? Oh well, I mean that's the it's it's saying like 50 plus, 500 plus, blah blah blah. No, I understand, but I wonder if he passes. But I wonder if he passes Houghton's stats because that would make him like you know. I I mean, mean? he's already here's the thing. He's already broken Sterling Sharp's record. For receptions in a rookie yep. season, and he did it in 16 games, and he did it even after missing a game in week 15. So Jane Reed, pretty damn special. Pretty he's helped damn by special. He's helped by a transition, a Christian Watson injuries, and yes, 
the fact no that doubt. all we have is rookies. But 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 yes, still kudos, right? Like in a in a pile of bodies, he's had opportunities. Jaden Reed no is doubt. special. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I wonder would Aaron Rodgers have thrown to him? Would 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 this would the hand signals been a problem? We'll never I mean, know. everybody wants to get on me about this hand signals thing, but we talked about it last night at the Patreon happy hour. And, the, and you oh. know, I really think the hand signals thing was more of an indication of an old man trying to not teach people things in a situation right. where if you don't teach people things, you're not going to be good. And well, I talked about the best this, out actually. of your guys. Exactly. Yeah. I talked about this last year where me as a business owner, you know, if you have younger staff, hey, guess what? You're going to have to be more patient. You're going to have to be more willing to accept certain risks. You're going to have to be more, you know, forgiving and you're going to have to take time to teach people things. And you can't come in and go, well, you should just have this. You don't know it? Well, just, then I'm not throwing it an to asshole. You. Right. Yeah. And oh, guess what? Now you're not doing that. And now you don't have a good offense. Yeah. So I do think there is something to that last year. And I know I belabored the shit out of it, but it's still <laughs> – there is something to that, and this team – I, I said you. this on Twitter. This team proves that there was something to that, right? Well, it proves that like, there's – what when you strip away all that bullshit and just run the offense, you can be pretty damn productive. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's any question of that. I mean, the proof is in the pudding on the football field right now. Um, finally, on the offensive side of the ball, Tucker Craft is breaking the third-round curse, ladies and gentlemen. We all know Brian Gutekunst has had – a rough go of it in the third round, but man, this kid. And let me say, Tucker Craft. And I'm not. This is not. I don't think this is talking out of turn. I don't think this is hyperbole. He is easily the most improved player on this football team. Oh yeah. Oh, From yeah. what we saw this summer, and even like the first five, six Bro. games of the regular season. Comparative he's to what the one he's who doing went now, in motion and couldn't block anybody, and couldn't now block he's anybody. like a blocking. Fool. Now he's on the edge, he's... taking on defensive <laughs> ends, sealing them, and allowing Aaron Jones to get outside. Like this it's cat crazy. has come to play, and he has elevated his game nearly every week. And finally, and Corey, you missed it, but there was a moment on Sunday where he was in the left flat. And he was racing up the sideline. And there was a defensive back in front of him, and I was literally saying, "Don't you do it." I was ready Don't for hurdle. him to try and hurdle someone, and yeah. he finally lowered his shoulder and just took care of business. He's still going to hurdle. Out. He's still going to He's Yeah, still gonna it's hurdle. coming. Yeah, it's he's coming. a hurdler. It's, there'll be another one, no doubt about it, probably Sunday. But as Al pointed out in, um, in his uh, confessions of a polluted mind uh, this morning, was it? The, yeah, this morning, um, he actually finally stiff-armed somebody. Like, he took someone to the ground. He took a defensive back and just said, sit the down dude bounced off the turf at u.s bank stadium he got like thrown down so hard by Kraft. so it's just good to see him finally like playing the role of tight end in the nfl and he's breaking the third round curse absolutely let's talk about the defense Corey. talk about joe barry actually sending some pressure who is this guy at one point i said what have they done with the real joe barry he sent Keyshawn nixon on a delay blitz? What? Like, it's weird. Which got home, by the way. And well, uh, Quay Walker, the Quay, Quay Walker blitz. That the Quay was Walker sick. blitz. I love that. Amazing that work up the middle, and I love. There should Quay's be two Quay Walker blitzes every game. Every game, there should every be. game that, that should there should be, be two Quay blitzes every drive. Like I don't that understand man that. after like the he, QB. Yeah. Well, did you see that? Did you see the con- did you see the controversy though? Uh-oh, there's a controversy? 
With the Packers? No. Apparently, Joe Barry was given a game ball, and the Packers didn't show it. I saw that. Justice tweeted it out, but somebody's eagle eyes. kind of interesting. Because they have the cuts. They have the edits, right? And it's like he's giving out game (laughs) balls. And then they jump, cut, and at one point, Joe Barry's standing there without a ball in his hands. And then jump, cut to Matt giving somebody else a game ball, and Joe Barry has a ball in his hands. Like... Is that hmm. who makes that decision? Is that a Wes Hodkovitz decision? No, he's no. No, is that a, not is West. That a Duke Bobber decision? Now that's, is it, where now does the controversy do, I, live? That's what that's I need to know. That's a great question. Is it Duke? I suspect it's Jason. I suspect Wallers makes that call because Wallers knows he doesn't want to put like you know how they talk about coaches and you want to put your guys in a position to succeed. Well, Jason <laughs> doesn't want everyone at Packers Digital to have to like see a ton of comments on you know, Twitter or what have Instagram or whatever. I mean, with like, that's you not really Joe supporting Barry. your coach, you though. But does, like, you know what I mean? But does like, that they, telegraph? They but that. but then, then, okay, so so then, so I'm going to take that one step further in this little con- – right. see, Aaron Rodgers started these controversies, so we might as well keep them going here. So does <laughs> then, does that telegraph to the fan base that, hey, I'm going to cut Joe Barry out of this because that means that Joe Barry is going to get fired? No, it just means they don't want to deal with all the negativity around it. That's all. That's it. That's it. And I get it. I totally understand it. As someone who has to wade through a lot of toxic shit every time the Packers lose, uh, I am totally in support of that decision for everyone at 1265 Lombardi's mental health. I'm all about that life. I totally get it. But, but if I you're do, Joe I, Barry, don't you kind of feel a, bad? No, you think Joe Barry's not on Twitter. He doesn't care. Come on. He's on Twitter. Joe Barry's going to get done with this season. He's going to go on vacation. He's not going to give a shit about anything anybody on Twitter has said. He doesn't care. If he gets fired, he gets fired. He'll go live a good life. He does. He, please. I mean, here's the thing. If we put bad. up a 40-burger against the Bears and we limit them to six points and then we get in the playoffs and then we beat the Dallas right. Cowboys and then we get in the playoffs mm-hmm. and we lose to the 49ers. Um right. Does Joe Barry keep his job? I feel no. like yes. No. Nope. 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 You can't convince me like otherwise. Yes. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. No way. Like yes. And by the way, Corey Banke, I'll have you know, there's a chance the Packers get the sixth seed and end up going to Detroit. That's still in play. Like, Oh, really? A lot. Oh, oh yeah. I was looking at these standings and it had us in the seven. I'm like, oh, dear, we got to play the nine. Well, yeah, the, which I would the love most to likely, get that monkey off Most our likely is the seven, but, but there's still a chance they could be in the sixth seed. I mean, and because. I mean, let's be real. There's still flies. a chance we play down to the Bears, right? So. Yep. You know, and see. lose that game and not get in the playoffs at all. I very much agree. Entirely possible. Uh, so we'll just keep talking about the defense. And we'll talk about Preston Smith. Have a game, Preston Smith. When you're just owning their best, like, offensive lineman, really, and the, clearly their best tackle, and creating that sack fumble at the end of the first half allow the Packers offense and Jaden Reed to get in the end zone and go up another touchdown. That is such a huge swing. It is such a monster play by a dude who is just, you know, the model of consistency. He's a guy who doesn't get a ton of sacks every single game, but he's certainly down in and down out working his ass off. And that work was there for everyone to see on Sunday night. Uh, He just owned Derisaw pretty much for that whole game. It was so funny to me as I, they didn't really do a lot to try and counter it. Like they called some stuff to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands a little quicker, but anytime it was like a third and long or like second and 20 or whatever, like they kept leaving them out there on an Island. And I'm like, would you, you don't want to give your, your tackle who's clearly struggling here a little help. I'm sure Preston says, thank you. Yeah. I, you know, what's crazy about the Vikings game is that, I really did feel like our defensive line was that good going into the season and that we were going right. to be able to take over games and not have it be a linebacker secondary kind of workshop. Right. And yep. it's interesting, and I wonder how much of that is because of Joe Barry's play calling, not to belabor this, but I wonder no, how I much agree. of that is his inability to blitz, his inability to call blitzes, right, or his inability mm-hmm. to, you know, just his, his bad – he he's just not a good – like he's clearly to, not yeah. he's clearly not a good play caller, right? We we've talked right. about like is he actually educating guys? No one knows. Right. And then he's right. clearly not a good play caller in situational football. So, but then it's yes. like so what's the difference? He's got nothing to lose now and he thinks he's going to be fired. So, why didn't he just take he that mentality since he got here? Yeah. No, well, that would be nice to know, right? I think, you know, I the only thing I can keep coming back to when I talk about this thing is the the game plan on Sunday. Like, clearly, the last couple of weeks, they had been playing so much man, a ton of cover one, right? Because they had Stokes and Jair out there, and you thought, okay, we've got our man corners back, so we're going to play more man. Well, those guys kept getting beat, Jair included. 
And so you get there to Sunday night and you got Ballantyne and Valentine out there and they played almost exclusively some kind of zone. Now, it wasn't always the same, like some cover three, cover six, what have you, but it was almost all zone. And so he judiciously decided like, okay, we are going to take advantage of this young quarterback, the, the rookie in the first half. He couldn't see blitzes coming. I mean, the Walker timing is great, but like there are some tells there where, okay, there's probably a blitz coming. Like you've seen Jordan do it the second half yeah. of this year where he uses his cadence to get you to commit. Oh, I see you trying. You're getting ready to blitz. Well, now I'm going to change protection. I'm going to change a play or a route. Hall couldn't do any of that. So, and I talked about this with Camille on Care of the G and MKE this morning. It was finally an instance where Barry's defense did what it should do against a young, inexperienced quarterback. Like hundred percent, what, what, what should have happened took so against long? Tommy why, are, why are we seeing? I have no idea. Why? My only, why are we my seeing only David there's... Tepper throw water on people or throw his right. drinks on people? But Drink it's not an people, arcing, right? You know what I mean? Like, right? <laughs> Maybe Matt Lafleur had something to say. That's all I can. That's all I can think of. Like Matt said, he was going to be more involved on the defensive side, the meetings, what have you. Maybe Matt said, "Let's get after it a little bit more." Like, cause look, it's not like they blitzed a ton. They still weren't like crazy percentage wise as far as the blitz no, goes. But no, but at the end of the day, they judiciously like, used pressure against a young we quarterback. We have more money tied up <coughs> in our front seven oh, than anywhere else on our team. So if our front seven does not get it done, we fuck. Yep. Yep. That's how we yep. built this whole thing. So it's like, what the yep. fuck? It's like you saw that against the Vikings. Home. Finally, you saw it. You saw it in the first game of the season, and you saw it uh, in this last, last game. Sunday night. Other than that, you haven't <laughs> well, seen it. No, you saw it in Detroit. You saw it in Detroit. Yeah, you, you saw did. it against yeah, the Chiefs. Right. You know what I mean? Like they owned up front, but then teams saw that and went, "Okay, we're just going to do these outlet passes. We're going to RPO with our quarterback." And I mean, the Bucks just like took advantage of zone and matchups against the inside backers all day. You know, and as we know, Barry doesn't adjust. So, you know, if you have a good game plan, you can take advantage of him initially with a quarterback who at least knows what the hell he's doing. The the Vikings didn't have well, that. That's why and, Sunday's game is so be, interesting to me yeah. because Fields is playing much better than he was in Week One. Well, and the and the the biggest problem that our defensive line has only overcome in a couple of games is to be able to contain someone like Justin Fields, right? So uh-huh. we, we have a good yes, job. Sir. of we we do a good job of rushing. We do a bad job of containing most times this season. There have been outliers, yeah. but I mean, Rashawn Gary, where have you been, buddy? I mean, Preston Smith's having the game of his life over there. You would think, okay, that should open up some opportunities, but Rashawn's been awfully quiet here for a bit. Like he has got to come to play and he cannot do what he always does and try to go inside on these tackles, leaving like wide open swaths. We saw that against DeVito multiple times. Like he has got to be disciplined on Sunday against Justin Fields or they're going to have a field day, like zero doubt about it. Uh, Finally, on the defensive side of the ball, Jair Alexander. How does he fit? How does he fit here? Because like I said a little bit ago, I mean, they, they played a ton of zone on Sunday night, and it was effective. Now, very different opponent. I get that. DJ Moore has played well down the stretch for the Bears, and I suspect you know, a lot of people will probably expect Jair to follow him, much like Jair did in Lambeau against Justin Jefferson last year. 
I think there's some validity to that, and I think we'll see some of it. But I also think there's going to be plenty of times where he's got to play zone, and he's got to come up and tackle. Is he going to be that dude again? Because the ball's in his court. You know, I know he was he. There were some quotes coming out of the locker room today. You know, he expects to play on Sunday. He wants to be in Green Bay next year. Like he is on board, right? So now I need to see it on the field. Because look, the Packers. I mean, I kind of feel like you will as much patience as they could until they decided they had to suspend him for whatever was going on behind the scenes, which we still don't really know. But now the ball's in his court to come and be the player that they expect him to be, given that they have made him the highest paid corner in the game. You know, he has got to show up. And I hope he does, and I really think he will. I feel like he will. Like I really feel like he will. Yeah. I mean, we need it. We need it. Need it. DJ Moore is no joke, man. He's a, he's a good receiver. Um, speaking of, I mean, let's, let's the, preview this Bears-Packers game, shall we? The You know what's on the line for this game? Not just the playoffs, but, you know, the Bears' decision at quarterback is on the line for this game. Yes, it's crazy. Real. I was thinking about that today. How different are the vibes in Chicago, right? He comes off that game against Atlanta. The crowd at Soldier Field is chanting, we want fields, right? They want the crowd, the fans are telling you, we want this kid to be our quarterback, right? Now you fast forward to Sunday. Say he goes into Lambeau and, like, puts on a show, right? I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a little tougher than people maybe expect. But let's say he does, right? He comes in and put on a show. You have the first overall pick. you got two really good quarterbacks at the top of this draft. Like, that's a real tough spot to be in. But on the flip side... If Fields goes into Lambo and just stinks up the joint, right? Like, he has played better. I'm not going to say he's been playing great, but he's certainly played better the second half of the season, right? If he goes into Lambo and just, like, has a Jair pick six, right? It gets, takes, like, five sacks, and they don't score yeah. more than, like, 10, 13 points. Well, then I think the die is cast. It's just weird, to your point. Like, there's, for the Bears, there's so much, even just narratively, riding on this game and fan sentiment and kind of pressure from the the city of Chicago and their fan base one way or the other like if the bears were actually smart here's the here's the crazy thing okay if the bears you're talking about the quarterback position you're talking about the bears and you're talking about smart all in one line yeah that's that's like well i just think it's funny like they they take our sloppy seconds all the time but they don't learn anything (laughs) from us you know what I mean? So it's like that is weird, right? They, that is it's so weird. the Vikings in the same way. Right. They don't learn, they just take our shit. It's like, oh, yep. here, your cast offs, we'll take them. We love this. Ha ha ha. We're gonna get some marketing dollars and some right? engagement on this clickbait. But I guess what's yeah. crazy to me is if they were actually smart, they would they would still draft a number one quarterback in the draft and play fields next year. That is how you get that, ahead in the quarterback game. What's so funny is that there is a li- there is some sentiment for that um, in some of the actually. That's what the they should do. The I would Bears be afraid of that. The the Packers uh, the the Bears fan base. There is a kind of you know, very quiet section of the fan base that wants exactly that. Now contractually, that might be tough, but I think you're right. Like as tough as it might be, you've got so much capital. The Bears have. Tons of free agency dollars, tons of draft picks. I mean, it makes sense. 
But well, why it, would like you? Said, that's the thing. The Bears like, and the, the, quarterback the dumbest position. thing they could do is trade Fields. Okay, a guy they right. know what they have. And start a rookie, right? And, and start a rookie, and then right start away. a rookie. Right. Yep. Like, if there's I one think... thing you should learn from the Packers is do not start your rookies in the first year that you draft them. If Although, you can, at all. You see, the costs. problem is okay, and this year's draft class is like a perfect kind of like I don't know, I want to say Rorschach test, but like an A B test where you look at you know Bryce Young in Carolina and he's had a horrific year, except when he's facing Joe Barry, but. He's had a horrific year, right? And then you look yeah. at the Texans and see that C.J. Stroud has been lights out. And you've got to think Carolina probably has some buyer's remorse, et cetera. But, like, Stroud played right away and has looked really good. So the temptation, if you're the Bears, kind of get it. Like, if you feel strongly about whoever you're picking, True. being able to come in and replicate that success. But that's the problem, right? It's like you, uh, you're counting yeah, on, You're putting a lot on the line I by think doing those that. are outliers, That's my point. I like, very much. I agree. think historically in the NFL over the last thirty years, players play better when they sit on the bench that first year. I mean, I know we, his, time you know, we know that in Green Bay. You know, I look at yeah. Well, look at Mahomes. Mahomes sat his first year, right? He had that one start at the end of his rookie season, but he sat that whole first year, and I think that helped him. I really do. You know, I, I just I agree with you, but again. It's the Bears and it's the quarterback position. So whatever the worst option well, is, and the, that's probably and and, and the biggest problem in the NFL. Let's be real, right? Is and why we don't have this problem. It's it's something that we actually don't have. It's that right. all of these owners, thirty-one owners, they became billionaires mm-hmm. and they think their shit does right. not stink and they think they know everything about everything, and so they meddle inside of all of pro football. Like this, yep. this idiot in Carolina, he is the stupidest oh. manager. He is uh, the, he's, he's the, he's the new, new Dan Snyder. I love he that. Is. The NFL got rid of Dan Snyder. He's and a David moron. Said, I'm here for you. <laughs> Hold my beer. You need a new Hold my village beer. idiot. I'm right here. Like, I mean, moron. This guy and I also think worst. like he's it's bullshit like that he wasn't suspended, by the way. He should have been. He should have been suspended yeah. for a game, by the way. How are you going to bullshit an owner? Like, I get it, but... Just yeah, don't let him show up in the building. You're thing. the NFL. You can do whatever the yeah. fuck you want. Yeah, they, they did it to Snyder. Yeah, I get you, but... 300 grand like, is nothing. Oh, 300 grand to that like guy is like $10. Nah, that's, it feels like a lot. Like, what it's a like douche. Especially bucks. throw... Here, here's the thing. Here, here's where, you know, the shield... No, no, no. The, no, 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 the shield. no, no. There's all an erosion have, of the shield when you throw things have, on fans. All we have is a, what? Five second video clip. I have no idea what was said. I have no idea what provoked matter. him to do that. I matter. understand that, but there are certain things that could possibly have been said where I'm like, okay, I kind of understand. It. If that happens, no, I understand. You know I mean? like, but there are some lines that could be what, crossed. If there's one thing protecting the shield means, it means you do not publicly shit on fans. Yeah, it's a I agree. You, I agree. Kind of important. I totally agree. Like he eroded bit, his own brand bit. in a really bad way. Like I mean, Carolina, real quickly. Like, oh my god! I mean, his brand shit already, but now he's made it even worse. Yeah, it was like it no. was trash, but no doubt about it. Uh, looking at this Bears Packers games, the Packers Corey Banke are three point favorites over the Bears. Now, if you buy into That's the it. whole, yep. If you buy into the whole, I'm telling their defense is legit. Like I'm not surprised. I am not surprised at Did all. Did they see week um, one? Yeah, well, it's a very different world. We're not living in week one world anymore. We're living in week 18 world. 
It's very, very yeah, different. Yeah, so world. instead of what do we did, we did what do we do? We were, we did a thirty burger, so it was like thirty thirty eight. Thirty three. Thirty well, thirty eight to what? Seven of that was Quay Walker on a pick six, so you know. Thirty eight to what? Like twenty something. I don't remember. Yeah, so instead we're gonna put up a forty burger, forty to six, and then that'll really show how much better we got six. and how much terrible they it. got. And how, how awful they are. I get it. If we put a forty uh, by burger the way, the Bears up, you know. Be nice. The Bears have not won at Lambeau Field at Lambeau Field since 2015. Do you remember the game? What? Do you? Yep. Do Dude, you remember I the started LiveX in 2015. That's Correct. crazy. Do you remember? Do you remember which game it was? Jay Cutler was the quarterback. No. no. It was the Thanksgiving night game where they honored Bart Starr and Brett Favre. Oh, when it rained? That miserable rainy night on Thanksgiving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We lost that game. That's... If I, you, I, if I, oh, I wouldn't have won Are you trivia, crazy? You yes. If we lost that game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes, crazy. they lost that game. And I wouldn't remember. That game I was awful. Said, I, if you would have said, did the Packers win or lose on that game, I would have said win. So, there you go. That was the last time the Bears won at Lambeau Field. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I love it. I absolutely love that. Now, as I was just saying, the Bears defense has gotten very, very good. Like, very good. Since week 11, they have held quarterbacks to a 61.5 passer rating. And that includes two games against the Lions, who have been, like, marching up and down the field on pretty much everybody, except for the Packers. But Not us. Like, that's a legit defense. That's a defense that could give you some real problems. And obviously the trade for Montez mm-hmm. Sweat is kind of like the Kickstarter for this turnaround on the defensive side of the ball for the Bears. It, their, their defense is legit. Like it's it's this is a this is a tough task for Jordan Love and company. Hmm. I mean, not that I don't think we got something for him. I think we do. I'm just saying it's not going to. I be, mean, their defense is as legit as our offense is legit. I feel like that's correct, and that's why this is going to be so much fun. It's kind of eerie how their defense has ascended pretty much at the same time and rate as the Packers' offense. Like it, it's it's yeah. I'm telling you, this is going to be a fun game for that. For that reason, among among many others. Uh, let's get to our Deion Sanders quote of the week. Deion, even though, you know, Colorado hasn't played in a long time, he's always got something to say. Uh, let's take a look here. Deion saying, uh, he was talking about like, how hard things were and how things got, were so successful early, and then things got tough during this first season in Colorado. The same thing that makes you shine will show your blemishes, Corey. And I, you know, I, I for one, totally agree. You know, as bigger and bigger as Cheesehead TV grows, more and more people realize what an idiot I am. So I very well, much, very much it understand. It goes that. to I, I, something I've always said too, or not, I haven't made it up, but I've said it and I agree with, which is, you know, your greatest strength can sometimes be your greatest weakness. It's very similar, similar mentality. The more you makes you shine, I'm going to show your blemishes, no doubt about it. All right, let's get to blogosphere. Let's do it. <laughs> It's this week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Corey, your favorite person on earth, Aaron Rodgers, had something oh, to dear. say about this Packers-Bears game on the Pat McAfee program yesterday. We're not going to talk about the other stuff he said. because Yeah, I, I didn't care. even see the other stuff. I retweeted about... the good stuff. 
<laughs> I love. I retweeted what I we're about to show. <laughs> and absolutely love that Aaron Rodgers said this because they were talking about, you know, the Packers-Bears game and the rivalry, the quote rivalry. And Aaron says, if they can't beat us, is it a rivalry? And yes, he used us. And I love that half the internet, half of like Packers fandom freaked out that he used the word us. I mean, he's a I Packer for my, life. Yeah. It's like, it's like Brett Favre. Like Brett Favre, say what you want about him and everything hasn't come out. I'm not going to say he's anything, a Packer but he's still for a life. Packer. He still gets to say us. It's if, if, yep. if you, if you, I believe this, if you believe in, you know, that stock allows you to own the team in the same way, players that play for the team are part of the team. They, they remain part Forever, of the team. Especially for their whole if they're that lives. big and their name is on Even the facade like, on inside Lambeau field yeah. and they take you to a Super Bowl and help you win it. Yeah. Packer for life. Yeah. Sorry. Part of the gig. So I love that. I, I love that. I thought I it, love, it, it, I love it was it. great. I absolutely love it. I actually think like I I think his pivot, I think I said this in the Patreon happy hour, and I wish I really wish what he has done, not not what he's saying, not fighting with Jimmy Kimmel, all that kind of crap. And right, take right, that right. and just put right. that on a little pile of horse shit and we'll, we'll, you know put that put aside. it out in the back. Right. But putting that aside, some of the things that he's done playing for New York or not playing as it were, but some of the things well, he's done being around, you know, York, as a right. being around and being a teammate and saying the things that he's done and, and some of the ways that he's acted with his teammates and everything that he's done as a teammate. I really wish, I really believe that had he done those things in green Bay three years ago, like had he made what I, I really think he made a pivot, right? Moving to the jets. He realized he yeah. had to pivot the way that he played. Yes. He's this great player, but he's going to have to change some things because it's a new team and you got to make friends and, you know, right. you go to a new school and yep. like, you're not the man, you're the man in his case, but you're not the man. But you're new. Yep. Yeah. You you're new. Anybody. You're the new guy. And I really wish, I really wish, and I know this is hindsight, but and I think even for him, it's like, had he made that pivot that he made this year, we might have won two more Super Bowls. Like, let's be real. Like, it just, the the not standing way up top on a pedestal and being part of your teammates and really being as part of one of the team, you know, I just really wish he had embraced that sooner um, because, you know, it's it's great that he's doing it now, but. I wish we, we had it earlier. Yeah, especially when a team pays you $50 million and then you just don't show up. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's always going to be weird to me. Yeah, I mean, hey, you have a bunch of young players you've never played with. So, and, you know, no, I'm not going to we'll show up to OTAs. August. What? Yeah. Why would I? What do I need what? to be there in June but for? But, of course, day what do one I have of to OTAs do in New York, there he is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's always yeah. kind of sat wrong with me. No doubt about it. Um. The other thing I want to kind of showcase here, because, look, I want to give a shout-out to Cody Roadcap. You talk about the Packer blogosphere. Cody does all of our hype videos here that you see, you know, here on the YouTube channel. Before uh, the game, we always put it out on Twitter. He got it done a little earlier this week, and I'm really happy about it because it's, A, fucking awesome, and, B, we're going to drop it right now as a premiere here on Packer Transplants because it will get you hyped for this game. Let's go. We also understand what we have in front of us, and it really means nothing unless we take care of business next week. Yeah, motivated on focus. Got a one on my opponent. Back then, they ain't noticed me. Now they know it's me. I'm the chosen. It's my time. Yeah, 
up, put that on Bible. No excuses, gotta get to the final. Take all of my idols and turn them to rivals. It's all or nothing, man. A trophy is vital. Game time, bet I'm coming in clutch. No hang time, man. They can't keep up. The game's on the line, seconds on the time. Who can't fight? It's gotta be us. Man, under pressure, go ahead and let it fall on me. I'm destined for it all. You better call on me. They say what doesn't kill you, make you stronger. All that pain, it made me to a monster. I mean, come on. Cody Roadcap fucking killing it, man. Just killing it. That is dope as hell. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh... Shout out to Cody. He's done great work for us for the last couple of years, and he just continues to get better. And that video just totally hyped me up. Uh, okay, let's get to uh, some YouTube comments, shall we? I uh, guess people lining up to say stuff. Right back, 48. Ja got suspended last week's game because he took JB Def... JB Def defense for, for dummies. dummies playbook. Oh, defense for dummies playbook from him. And Reed got my vote for rookie of the year. Thank you, Ryback48, for the generous. Thanks, Ryback. <laughs> Braden LePan, I want someone to love me like Rome loves Bo. Romeo. Yes, how great was that video oh, after Romeo. after the game? Getting hyped up for Bo Melton. That was dope as hell. Love it. That was great. Watson, too. Joe Mailman, the yes. NFL has issues, but for a football junkie, the last Sunday of the NFL season is just freaking awesome. Thanks for the super chat. Um, yeah, and then, you know, it's going to be a desert. Thanks, Joe. Thing. Maybe a oh, week, God. maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks, maybe four weeks, maybe five weeks, maybe six weeks. We'll see. Gary P. 1111, we'll principal products of Wisconsin are cheese, paper, beer, and quarterbacks. Agree. Thanks Pretty for Pretty much. Uncultured Barbarian. This week on Banking on the Beat, Corey eviscerates Bill Michaels for his flip-flopping and defenestrates Bukowski for being Bukowski. Yeah, I have a bone to pick with Tyler Harris. Oh, I'm going to be honest shit. with you. Here we go. Here I we, saw here that fucking retweet of Bukowski. We got to stop this madness. We need a rule or something, goddammit. 
why right. this I do not like the diminishment of our brand. I do not like the dilution. I do not enjoy it. <laughs> Motherfucker says we need a bartender, thinks that's what the last thing is, and now we're retweeting him like he's some kind of like prophet. Can we please stop the madness? I don't a like diminishment it of bit. our brand is a perfect way to put it. That's that's what that is. It's a diminishment of our brand. We are not, this is not we lockdown have, Packers. This is cheap no. TV. No. Also, more people watch this show than locked on fucking Packers. I don't care what Peter Bukowski spews out of his mouth. More people know about this show than that. So, you know, get the fuck out of here with all your Ah, I hate that. Tyler did that just to piss me off. I know he did it. I know yeah, he yeah, I know he, he was yeah, literally he like I'm gonna 100% did. this and Banky's gonna be He's, pissed. Uh, no doubt. It. And I well, was. We'll have some negotiations there's no rules. in the off season. It's all right. There's That's no rules. I, mean. I don't put rules on people. I don't. But I don't. I don't put rules on people. But it's pretty obvious that retweeting Peter Bukowski is a dilution of Cheesehead TV. Like you don't have to be <laughs> the fucking rocket science to understand that. So I'm not happy oh, about God, it. I don't so like good. it. That's and so I, I hate it. Actually, I hate it. I hate it. Roberto, thanks for super chat. Promising future nine eighty seven eleven thirteen eighteen eighty eighty eight eighty five. That's it, Roberto. That's the only promising future you're Come seeing on for now. only those numbers. Come on, let's go. Thanks for super 50? chat. Dustin Logan, huh? What about a fifty burger? How about that? Mm. How about a fifty burger this weekend? Dustin Logan with a win is MLF Coach of the Year, youngest team in the playoffs, winning season, huge turnaround from two and five. What say you? I mean, here's the problem: he lost to Carolina, so no, he's not the coach of the year. No, they because... beat Carolina. They 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 lost to the Giants. Yeah, but they look like they, shit they against beat the Carolina. Piece of shit yes. quarterback. They they and they if, look if like they shit had gone the on a run. If they had gone on a run from the Detroit game on, like if they had taken that Detroit momentum and just won every game since then, yes. yeah, he'd probably be in the conversation. But because they had this horrific dip, especially defensively, like no, that's not going to happen. That's how bad they were. I mean, I get Carolina it. That I thought they lost. That's how bad they that's were. Like you thought they lost. It felt like a loss. I get it. I totally get it. It did. Why did it do that? It's weird. It felt. It definitely felt like a loss. Interesting. It wasn't though. Yeah. John Simitovich, not. thanks for the super chat. It's January 3rd, 2024, and Jerry Rice still fumbled. True, but, you know, be careful. That's a trademark. William Glass, thanks for the super chat. Just popping in to say, fuck the bears. Peace. Thanks, William. Thanks, Appreciate William. Super chat. Right there Jack, with you, buddy. Beers on me at the bar Sunday if we win. Is that for everyone, Jack? Is that stadium view? Are you going to be is at stadium J- view? Jack, that? is that? Whoa, whoa, write this down. Wait, which bar? At the bar? Yeah, the which bar? bar? In Green Bay? The bar. The bar? Like, like I don't know. Well, he does say the bar, bar Sunday. Bar? So maybe guess, he means the right? bar. Maybe you're right. Jack. Okay, wait, Corey, I got to fly in for this game. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> uh, Jack's paying. Let's go. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> Bukowski is the berry of Packers coverage. I love that, Brandy. Oh, Brandy, you're no, my favorite. No. I love that. <laughs> I'm I'm tweeting that. Do not tweet that Nagler. You better retweet it. But I do not tweet it. I'm gonna. So I'm not I'm retweeting it, and I'm not tweeting overheard. it. That's on you, Why? brother. Why you should retweet that's it? That's your thing. You no. should retweet it. I no. You know what? No. You know what? For Tyler Herrick to make up for his dilution of the brand, he's gonna have to retweet my tweet. He should so after tweet the show. It. He should retweet. And if it. he there doesn't, you. I'll I'll fucking I'll get into that account. I can I can I can two fa <laughs> into that shit. I can get into there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retweet the shit out of that. Mimsy, thanks to Super Chat. Jordan hands out targets like Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, he does. 
Yeah, I love the weapons. Nice. Jordan, Jordan, the way that Jordan deploys weapons. weapons to me feels more like Brett Favre than Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to be honest with you. Totally like, agree. Could not agree more. Jordan, yes. he doesn't care who it is, and that's how Favre was. He does not care. He's like, oh, you're open? Okay, bye. Rodgers, he didn't not only thought about it, but like it just was more intellectual. But like Rodgers yeah. seemed more precious about it, yes. No yeah. doubt. Yeah, I love that. Jordan is yeah, Jordan, I love that about it. I love I love it when we have yep. I love it when there's seven targets in a and yep. you know nine. Today targets. the Packers have like eleven guys have caught passes. I love those graphics. When that pops up like yeah. in the third quarter, eleven different Packers have caught a pass today. I love that shit. Your yeah. honor, thanks to Super Chat. Looking forward to ending with a winning record, playoff berth, yet a new defensive coordinator. Go pack up. Yeah, well, it's happening. We get a winning honor. record and a playoff berth and a playoff win. I don't think we fired <clears throat> Joe Barry, you guys. I don't think it's happening. It's happening. Mark Gordon. It's happening. Mark Gordon, thanks to the Euros. Didn't Kraft seal off Daniel Hunter at one point? He did indeed, and that's what I was talking about. Like, he was doing legit work on the edge. I mean, not quite big dog, but big dog-esque. And that's something for a rookie. Like, it was impressive on Sunday night. Really impressive. Roberto, thanks for Super Chat. Barry's severance package hidden in game ball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Mimsy, thanks for Super Chat. We need Tyler to mainstream the love MVP agenda. Yeah, Tyler, get on that. Stop diluting the brand and start start getting it back. Stop diluting the brand, Tyler. (sighs) Sean Gallagher, I believe this is a pound. I think we've going over this congrats to the live x crew for their <laughs> nye production it's no coincidence 10 has been more vocal at the line and his protection improving an absolute joy watching love grow into a leader go pack go sean thank you so much for the super chat and the kudos thank you Appreciate sean it. pork master one game with postseason on the line what more could you ask for this year i got what i wanted love progression and meaningful football all season uh, thank you, Porkmaster, for being a long-standing fan and the super chat. Frank Blasi, remember Corey? Packers recently made it to an NFC Championship game and fired Patton after a deep playoff run. Doesn't mean Joe Barry's job is safe. True. Thank you, Frank. The only thing I'm gonna the only thing I'm gonna caveat there is uh, I was about to say Don Lemon. Uh, Mike Patton <laughs> was not Mike McCarthy's best friend. Okay. So let's just Oh, right? that's so good. Mike Mike McCarthy that's and so Mike good. Patton were not best friends. You know what I'm saying? Mike, you're talking about no, Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur let Mike Patton walk, not Mike McCarthy. Yeah, and they you're weren't best of, friends. Of and they, not, neither no, of them were best, best friends. friends. None of them were best Correct. friends. None of them. But and you know what? Case, Joe Barry's not Matt's best friend. Matt's okay, best friend in the in business is Robert Sala. He's in his friend he group. He's in his friend group. No doubt about that. Very true. Very true. So I'm saying Rob Grancy. Thanks. Super chat. Any chance Barry gets promoted to some made up in-house position, which frees up the D suite spot for a new hire. Yeah, I could see that like an assistant head coach. I see that happening. Jesus. Is it possible? Yes. Do I think it's going to, it's possible. Do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't think that it's a possible window for a win-win for, for MLF. MLF. Is it a win though? Ian. Is it a win for for MLF? Maybe you don't know what he's yeah, got maybe. going on. I would make you assistant head coach over firing you. Well, yeah, well, you can't fire me from She Said TV, so good luck with that. I mean, I could just get one other person to vote with me, and then I could. <laughs> then it'd be over for you. 
Good luck with that. Over for Cheesehead TV. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, like, I would give you if I if 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 the if the mob was at oh, my go. door now and they had get, pitchforks. Now we're gonna get if the, the mob if the mob was at my when door. When the news came out, <laughs> when the news came out that Hall and Oates were suing each other, the first thing you said was like, "I would totally do that to you. I would totally sue your ass." Nah, nah, I would, but. <laughs> But if the mob with the pitchforks came to my door and they were like, we demand Aaron Nagler's <laughs> fire position. Nagler's got to go. I would be like, you know what, guys? Okay, I'm listening. I hear right. what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you. But I'm going to make him the so assistant good. head coach, and then I'm going to get a different blogger. TV. Okay? Right. Yeah. It'll it. work. Everything will it. work out. It's you know an elegant solution, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I get it. It's yeah. Save face. Hey, Ian. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for Super Chat. Hey, brothers. You know I have mad love for Cheesehead TV. Thanks for all you do, Nags and Corey. There is no doubt the Packers are winning this weekend. Agree, yes or yes. Go Pack Go. Thanks, Ian, for the Super Chat. Appreciate <laughs> Ian, the support, buddy. You are the man. You're the absolute <laughs> man. Love you, Ian. Ian's like, everybody's like, no way, Corey. Ian's like, joking, we are winning. Guys. I'm just joking. Uh, go pack. Who's playing better, Valentine or Ballantine? That's a great question. Well, it's easy to say Ballantine because he had a couple of pass breakups against Justin Jefferson on Sunday night, and that's going to be pretty significant, right? But I think both of them are fine in their roles, what they're asked to do in a lot of these zone schemes that Barry runs when they're in there. I love Valentine, though, man. I love his energy. I love his attitude. Like, I love that he's getting all this experience his rookie year. Uh, for a seventh-round pick who, you know, looked good this summer, but you didn't expect him to play as much as he has, I absolutely love him. I think he's got a higher ceiling. But right now, I think Ballantyne's been a little more consistent. That that would be my kind of 30,000-foot view of it. But, again, I think Valentine has much higher upside. Interesting. Pac-Fan 39, if QB1 is this good, Goody ain't going anywhere. Thanks for Super Chat. Correct. Correct. I mean, Goody wasn't going anywhere anyway, but yeah. Correct. Also correct. Kevin McConville. Watching American Psychopath tonight in honor of my Paul Allen hatred. Skola Lowell. Might lose my voice when I'm at Will's Northwoods on Sunday in Cho. Go Pack Go. Oh, Kevin. Enjoy Will's Northwoods. That is such a great place, man. That vibe is dope. Corey and I were there the night before the NFC Championship game back in 2010. That is the spot in in Chicago, man. That just enjoy the hell out of it. That is so great. Actually, I'm a little so a little fun point. Every year, I don't know if we did it this year, but Wills sponsors the Packers draft guide, and people that go to Wills get a discounted draft guide. Love it, absolutely love it. Has that happened? That, that spot that this is year the that, best. That's just that was a couple years ago. Scott. It did happen. Scott Britton. Yeah. yeah, it happened. I wasn't dreaming. Scott Britton. <clears throat> thanks for Super Chat. Saddened by some stuff from 4 and 12, but Love, who has dealt with some personal tra- tragedy, really seems like a good dude. Thanks for Super Chat. I agree, Scott, but who knows what 10-plus years in Green Bay as yeah. the, the man, the myth, the legend of being a Packers quarterback might end up sowing into the guy. I mean, look, the difference, can we just treat yeah. Jordan Love like a human being rather than a god? Because, like, treating Favre and Rodgers like gods has certainly seemingly sent them off on their own paths, which, you yeah, know, that's the, let, let's that's just the let Jordan Love be a dude. Well, I think it's I think it's being treated like a god and then choosing to have sycophants around you. 
right? And that's it's well, like one decision yeah, is the exterior world, and the other decision is the interior world you and choose to, to put around you. And to anybody who doesn't know what Scott's alluding to there, um, you can there is actually a, a article on Cheesehead TV um, from I think two years ago detailing the personal tragedy that Jordan went through with his father. Um, if you don't know, you know, it might be a good read to kind of brush up and understand parts of Jordan's background and things that he's gone through because it is not insignificant. I don't want to get into it here, but uh, yeah, the kid has been through a lot. No doubt about it. I would love, um, not, not, I don't know why I'm bringing this up right now, but my one complaint mm-hmm. about Jordan's press conferences that I would love to, Oh no, here we go. Is like, Getting rid of the word um. It just, you know. You and everybody on just, YouTube. I went on a rant about this on Packers remove, Daily the other a couple weeks ago. The, he doesn't need it. It's just Every, um is one of those I things know. where you just don't, you don't I get need it. it. Everybody starts that way. Everybody in yeah, the you know, you're media right, you're right. landscape, right. yep. you start that way. Go back and literally go back and watch Rogers his first year as a starter. No, I know. He's no, no, no. I'm not comparing him. I'm just saying, like, whatever. No, I'm just yeah. like that happens, right? You start there, 100%. you're searching for phrases, you're searching for answers, and you say um, and he does it. Yep. You're right; it, it happens a lot. It'll go, it'll disappear. He'll get I some media taught, training. I can't tell you how many people I have taught to get rid of the word um. Just normal human beings that you know, like LiveX, especially when we're doing videos, <laughs> right. where and it's not, it's not yeah. hard. It's really a self awareness thing, and he's hugely self aware in the press conferences. So it's just one of those things to add, yeah. but. Uh, add that to the yeah, checklist. Le- get Levi there. Myers. It's like everything you're working on, you'll get there. Yep. 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 Uh, Levi Myers, thanks for Super Chat. I'd laugh tears of joy if we knock the Lions out of the playoffs this year. Oh, my God. That would be brilliant. That would be Wait, absolutely. If we went back to Detroit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They get the six seed. Oh, if we knocked them out in Detroit. the playoffs. I got you. In I the got, playoffs. I was like, yeah. I think they're yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got you, got you. I think they're, uh, I think they're uh, bad news, I Levi. Think they're I think in. they're in the playoffs. But, yes, I got you. how them out of poetic, them. how poetic would it be from last okay, but what year would to you this ra- year? But let's be real, though. Let's, let's be real, okay? Let's if go. I give you two scenarios, right? If I give you right. one scenario where – we get in the playoffs, beat the Cowboys, and then we beat the 49ers. Or oh we God. beat the Cowboys, and then we beat the Lions. What's better? Well, obviously beating the 49ers, like because they're the best team in the. You know NFC. what? I, you know it's what like they should. You know what they should do. You know what they should do in the playoffs. They, a new rule: if you beat oh God, a higher go. seed, if you beat a higher seed team, you should take mm-hmm. their seeding. That would be interesting. That would be very cool. I like then, the way it is. If we beat the lowest no, no, seed, playing the highest Cowboys, seeds, all the way to the. But here's the cool thing: right. if we beat the Cowboys and then we beat the Niners, then the NFC Championship right. game would be at Lambeau. Well, there is wait. There is a chance. There is a very minuscule chance that the NFC Championship game could be in Green Bay if the Packers win and become the sixth seed. We have seed, to get the sixth seed. Yeah, we have, to get the six seed. we have to get the sixth seed because then the Rams will be the seventh seed, and they're sitting all of their starters uh, against the 49ers here in Week 18. Um, well, and the 49ers are sitting their quarterback, so uh, what's his name? The former Jet is going to be the starter at quarterback. But so the Rams could go on a mini run, and the Packers could go on a mini run, and then meet at Lambeau Field for the NFC Championship game Seventh seed host, a seventh seed going to the sixth seed 
<laughs> be the first time happening. it's ever happened. It's not happening. Exactly. <laughs> it's not happening. But it could happen, Banky. It could happen. I I just feel, okay, maybe not in the first round, but I feel like in the second round, if you beat the seed, you should just take the seed. That would be a cool, that'd be a cool rule. That'd be cool. I would like it. It's not going to happen anytime like soon, it. but it'd be cool. I understand. I just would like it, okay? Just let me dream. Don't kill my dreams. You're really good at it. Do your dream, man. You know what I'm saying? Dream your dream. You know what I'm saying? Just brainstorming here. Corey, just coming up with a thing. If there's a dream and you gotta killer, take a in fucking group, dagger and you got to punch the balloon. Answer. Uh Really? Uh yeah, Overshadow really. Sean, thanks for the super chat. I ain't saying, I'm just saying. Exactly. Marshall Duke, I thanks totally for super agree, chat. Overshadow. Jaden is what Amari Rogers was supposed to be. You're yeah, not wrong. Kind of. Skylar Bertram, I'm excited to see just how creative LaFleur will get with his young offensive weapons next year and a year of familiarity with them. Thanks, Skylar, for the super Could chat. Could not agree more. Yes. The idea of having a full offseason with this group, are you kidding me? Come yeah. on. And, and the idea that you have the whole offseason to get healthy, obviously. But, man, the way it hasn't mattered, that's what blows my mind. Remember a couple years ago when it was like, oh, MVS is down and the whole offense just grinds to a halt? Like, it doesn't matter who's out. It doesn't. They were literally like Bo Melton on Sunday and moving the ball and scoring points. Like, it's sure. it's super impressive. And yes, Skylar, to your point, I like roll on 2024 because this offense, provided everyone comes back, ready to roll, it's set to be a juggernaut, no doubt. I just think, yeah, we need a we need potentially like some right tackle help. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> no left tackle, <laughs> left tackle. Right tackle's good. Zach Both. Tom's good. Both. Well, Zach Tom. No, yeah, right. Tom. Zach Tom Sorry. is good, man. Yeah, like it's left, left tackle. Left tackle is where the concern is. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Well, Walker's played. Marshall right? Duke. He has, and he is. He's actually one of the most ascending players. Um, I feel like I would say as, like he talking he, about he has like, a lot earlier. We were talking. It's true. When you're talking about Tucker Craft being the most improved. I'd say Walker's the second most improved. I mean, considering yeah, where he was, he, and he's got a lot like of when upside. he came in That's against was, Atlanta. I think I meant yes. Agreed. I was in the Runyon Ryan, so sorry, I was in the wrong, wrong yeah. position. You're talking uh, guard. Marshall Duke. It. Yeah, guard. Marshall Duke. Thanks to Super Chad. Who has been our best DC since Fritz Shermer? That's it. You did it. <laughs> Honestly, Dom Capers. Dom Capers. Like it's not even. I don't even. I don't think that's a question. Like Dom. His first two or three years, it's 100% Dom. No doubt. For sure. John Moore, hire the Viking security team of their stupid horn as D coordinator. I couldn't get through them on <laughs> Sunday to hack the horn. <laughs> well played, John. Well played. I, we appreciate Did the attempt, though. Also, is anybody mentioning how cringe was that Kirk Cousins shirt oh off horn moment? Oh, my God. What on earth was that? Who greenlighted what that? On earth, who was, was that? like? Did you know what? It? Did he go? You know what we need? Like, what we need? Kirk Cousins that? shirtless. That's what we need in life. Like you can talk about roll out the barrel and how hokey that might be at Lambo. Whatever. That was so cringe. If you're an opposing fan, you probably do. But at least we don't have our injured quarterback up there shirtless for the entire nation to look at. What on earth was that? You talk so about weird. Just, again it's the cringe. Vikings. Very cringe. There's nothing about that team that is anywhere near like <sighs> lovable or 
endearing. It's all cringe. It's all plastic. It's all nonsense. They're the Vikings. That's who they are. Yeah, what the fuck was that? I, I, I saw that later. I didn't see that in the game. I saw that on Twitter, and I was like, this was a thing? Right. Like, who, who oh, yeah. thought this was a oh, good yeah, idea? Oh, yeah, sir, it was a Somebody. thing. No doubt. Ryback48, thanks for Super Chat. Yeah. Joe Barry would screw up being the water boy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Joe Barry love on this chat. Tyrone, is there any oh, scenario boy. the Packers don't draft a running back? Who's your favorite running back prospect? What round would Goot draft one in? Thanks that is a great chat. question. Tyrone, I don't have a uh, I don't have a look see yet. He's at definitely drafting any of the There's positions. No way he doesn't draft. But right. I, there is zero doubt in my mind a running back or maybe even two will be drafted in this draft on day three. I would be shocked if he if Goody pulls the trigger in round ones or one, two, or three. However, certainly didn't see AJ Dillon coming back in the day when he drafted him in the second round. So never say never. But I would be very surprised if they a don't draft a running back and that running back and or two of them don't happen in day three like i think there's zero doubt that that happens in everyone please become a patreon subscriber for cheesehead tv Corey called it earlier this year packers are going all the way by the way folks in wisconsin should have their fridge packed with carry the g ian Come on, you know, Ian. If I didn't know any better, I would think that you were me. I'm, I'm like, I would think that, you know, like I would think like I'm shadow. I'm, you're shadowing me. I love it. Thank Seriously. you for the super chat. Brother Appreciate from it. another mother. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Carl Van Beckham. At least Jordan isn't using like and you know. True, true. I just, I don't, I don't like the ums. True. Ian, thanks for super chat. Nags and Corey, will you please proclaim the Packers are beating the Bears? Go Pack Go. Of course they're beating the Bears. Of course the Packers are beating the Bears. Did you not hear me earlier? The Bears haven't won in Lambeau Field since 2015. That ain't changing on Sunday. Packers are beating the Bears. Peter Lore, thanks for Super Chat. Tell me about Lynn Dickey's 1983 year. Oh, dear. Peter, that was a great, great year. I'm going to do a separate you were video on seven. It. No, what were you? You Sir, were, you I were was like ten. nine. Ten. I was ten, ten years ten. old. It was glorious. Lynn Dickey was the man. I was outside so what? in my is Lynn that, Dickey is that jersey the year that he was pretending to be Lynn Dickey. Is that the year that he was Offensive Player of the Week? No. One time? Well, actually, actually, it might have been. It might have been. Might have been. But he was in the MVP John Moore. conversation one year. What? True story. That's crazy. True story. Down. He got he votes Soder. for MVP. Um, that's all you got? He's Hoder, really? Really? That's all you got for me? Um. Um, he's John Moore. Like, you know, the Jordan Love thing. He's all right. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm well aware. <clears throat> Saw Kirk walking back from the horn, yelled, put a shirt on, you freak. <laughs> Thanks. <for that laughs> super chat. Most hated Minnesotan. That cringe-ass Cousins incident before the game was ridiculous, and the worst part about it was people thought it was cool. I live amongst idiots. Nah, that's true. True. That's Most true. hated. You've never said anything more uh, true yeah. in your life. Corey, by the way, in 83... Dickey threw for more yards than anyone in the history of the Packers that was only broken by Aaron Rodgers in 2011. Like, that dude could No say, one could cares. No one no. cares. I'm more no, than nobody. No I am someone. No one cares. I care. You're no one. I care. You're not no one. And you're so, not nobody, but you're so no did, one. So did the, the person who asked the question. Wanted to know no. about Dickey's 83 season. Mm. That's nice. Didn't he have like didn't he throw to like Sterling Sharp or something? 
No, Sterling Sharp wasn't on the scene. What are you talking about? James Lofton. Yes, James Lofton. James Lofton. Correct. Okay, well, if you got <laughs> James Lofton, who's he was wide throwing, fucking you're open. Right. You're right. You're right. He was throwing to Jordy Nelson and Greg Jennings. Correct. <laughs> you're, you're correct. No, sorry. He was throwing to a guy who's literally wide open all the time. In so, the hall of fame. Oh, it's really yes. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really hard. It's so right. hard to throw to the one of the greatest wide receivers oh, yes. of all time. So, so Aaron Rodgers gets discounted for throwing to Devontae <laughs> Adams, right? <laughs> no. No, you but know, I was baby. I was living during that time. No one You were living that. then. You were just young. Nah, barely. Oh god. I was really All young. Right. That was I was like 7. I love Actually, the, how this is a long play. Game. This is a long play of telling me how old I am. That's what that's what I like. That's what I appreciate. I love how everything I say, it's like I'm talking shit about you. I literally told you I would not fire you and I would make Thank you the you. assistant you head coach. Said I was like a kid. I couldn't possibly remember that. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm 10 years old. I'm in the thick of it. I'm in the formation of my Packers fandom. I stuck up for you. I would make you my assistant head coach. I wouldn't fire you. Like, give me some props <laughs> for fuck's sake. That's that's your that's John- sticking up for me. Got it. Got it. Understood. That's Understood. John Simitovich, thanks for the super chat. Cody Schrader from Mizzou would be a nice running back in Green Bay. I don't know who that is, but I'm I'm gonna believe I'm gonna go Totally agree, that. John. Totally agree. I, yeah, I I agree, John. Porkmaster, hope Matt has the guys firing on all cylinders. If we play slow like last year's final game, I will lose my damn mind. Me too, Porkmaster. Damn I don't mind. See all I know, all I know is if like you know, Friday we get an alert that they have signed Alan Lazard. Just know, because he's been cut from the Jets in this world. Just know, Alan Lazard's going to have an end around on a fourth and got to have it in their oh, own for end. sure. Like that is that, that would is be a coming. good. That wouldn't be a bad pickup actually. If we sign Stop. Alan Lazard, yes. we got a forty burger. Stop. He's been a healthy I'm just scratch right for now. the Jets for like half the season. Alan Lazard no. forty no. burger, forty burger. Absolutely not. Absolutely the blocking. Not. Aaron Jones with a 200 yards. The blocking that we're going to see. Aaron Jones, 200 yards. Yeah, the upside on that. That's all we got. got Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody, for the support. Appreciate it. And thank you to all our Patreon members. You guys, I cannot tell you. It's amazing watching the community grow throughout the course of this entire season. Corey and I were kind of looking at some numbers earlier this week. Man, you guys are amazing. We cannot thank you enough. Love talking to you all each and every week on the happy hour, as well as the Carry the G Club members here on YouTube. You folks, re- another community that just continues to grow. Thank you so much for the support. We cannot tell you how much it means to us, uh, for the brand, for everything we're doing at Cheesehead TV. Really, especially in a year where we kind of made this an actual real job. It's kind of weird, but you guys make it work. Thank you so much. You got anything else for the uh, fine folks out there, Corey? No, everybody retweet my Bukowski tweet. Please, thank you. <laughs> retweet it, folks. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. I think it's a fluid situation. And we're, we're I know you guys love it, especially Nagler. I can see you smirking at me right there. Uh, we're going to take it one day at a time. And... Uh, <laughs> And just, it's going to be fluid, though. That's all I can tell you.